Special thanks to Kirsten, Brian, Taya, Alex, Janelle, Morgie Corgi, and Unwoman for being our patrons for this month. Thank you all so much. We're really appreciative, and I'm very bad at Patreon, so if you <laughs> have supported and I haven't thanked you in the past, uh, let me know, and I will retroactively do it. Thank you. And we're back. All right. <laughs> uh so yeah so like i say we we talked pretty extensively about the the first episode um what we find out at the end of the first episode is abby has been hiding an entire closet full of journals that she's been keeping about herself and it's really like i found that to be very interesting especially because chris essentially said in this episode uh chris he doesn't want to talk about his past he doesn't want abby to know anything about his past and so as i was going into it it was like okay we've got one character who just as a trans person it tracks that idea of like i don't ever want to talk about things that happened i don't ever want to talk about my past don't ask me about who i was but then also to have a character that has been obsessively writing about her past and yes. keeping it in a journal was just like an interesting juxtaposition to me yeah the um I think a lot of people, when they think of... So, the character Abby suffers from uh, pretty rough OCD. Uh, they show this within... Uh, kind of with two different things. Um, I mean, Well, a few different things, but the two main ones are the obsessive journaling, where they show a room full of, essentially, journals, just boxes labeled Abby. Um, and then the other thing is her washing her hands. Um, the washing her hands thing is... Um, so, full disclosure, my mother has a uh, pretty debilitating um, obsessive-compulsive disorder, although I appreciate that films utilize ways like washing your hands as a way to show that. It's actually uh, a very small percentage of what OCD looks like, a very small percentage, but it is the easiest way to show show what OCD kind of is. Um, same thing they do with Tourette's, uh, Tourette's all the time, um, cursing and yelling out swear words. Uh, it makes up maybe 5% of what uh, Tourette's actually is, um, but it's the easiest way for Hollywood to show it off. Um, the journaling is more uh, accurate to what OCD actually is. Um, mm. That And of course, all, anything that Abby obsesses on within the show, um, when, he, when Abby finds out a piece of information about Chris's past, uh, the way she handles it is pretty terrible, but it's, I feel that it's less about um, people not knowing how to deal with trans issues and more about her obsessive-compulsive uh, need to be um, almost perfect in, in some sort of way, maybe even just as a lover uh, and not making mistakes, um, and her mm-hmm. obsession with that information uh, and, and how to handle that. For me, read more into the OCD channel than... Uh, the the normal relationship kind of world, yeah. but yeah, uh, the the OCD element of it is uh, intriguing to say the least, and I'm really interested to see what they do with it. Uh, second season, mm. there was a couple of con- as because my mother has such bad OCD, I noticed all the continuity breaks within uh, the hand washing parts. Uh, <laughs> but that's another story that might be a little bit of my. Um, fixation on things <laughs> so i was like continuity break ah um but <laughs> but yeah the ocd element is is a whole nother element um which is another which we can get into this whole thing of chris's character and as a trans man um sometimes we as a trans person sometimes we feel like we're so lucky to have anyone love us um 
which is such a fucked up but real thing to say, um, that we take a lot of shit. And I was watching this with my partner, and there were so- several times where she was like, oh my god, I would have left Abby right now. Like, oh my god, this is <laughs> like this is where I would... And I'm like, no, nah, I would have I dealt with that. Eh, I would have dealt with that. And how many different different things in, in the beginning of a relationship, but not talking three years in and you're finding this out, it's within the first like month of their the the only month of their relationship, right? Um, so it's like those red flags that are obvious red flags that you're like, ooh, I don't need to be dealing with this. Um, how much trans people are willing to kind of deal with, uh, and what their final line, you know, what that line is that can be crossed to make us go away, uh, which we then see in the last episode here. Yeah, I I think just sort of uh, responding to uh, what what you brought up the the idea like I because I I do think that it is a very human thing in an early in a relationship it's a human thing that we don't see often in a I know this isn't technically a sitcom but like in a sitcoms like situation uh, it would be like the red flags are there and it's like ooh yes <laughs> I'm gonna I have a thing going on uh, but. For for something like this, where it is a lot more nuanced and it is a lot more interesting, and it, it, they they're making the decisions to have the characters like it it tracks in a very human way. This yeah. idea of yeah. like, all right, we're in a new relationship. Okay, you know, you've shared with me that you uh, like because I'm trying to remember if Abby actually shared that she has OCD or if Chris is just sort of picking it up. And I I do feel like I a think sort of Abby from... Abby shows. Uh... I think Abby's best friend convinces her to show, or Abby's sister convinces her to show Chris uh, the journals. And I think it's like, if you're going to have an honest relationship, you need to have an honest relationship. And then shows uh, him the room of journals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, so I I think the fact that he is constantly making the decision to, for lack of a better term, stay until... Because, like, really, there is a moment where he decides he's not interested in dealing with it right now and he needs space and he really sets up those parameters like he does a really good job of like understanding himself and setting up the parameters which could be read as a trans thing uh but i don't know it just seems like it's a very like it does feel like a very like young queer thing of understanding that if that makes any sense like yeah i think the younger queers definitely have more tolerance for (laughs) at the very least like knowing what um, is and isn't uh for lack of a better term a deal breaker what is and isn't something that's like this is not an attack on me until it's oh you made me like it's this moment where chris says you made me feel this way for three days yeah and this is all the problem was i need space and it's yep. not you're done it's not we're done it's not get the fuck away from me it's this is why let me tell you why I am making this decision and I am making this decision and I need space. I really loved that moment. Yes. Like yes. that was really good. And he's uh, so but, talented, that kid. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> like Jesus. <laughs> like, so the other, the other yeah. episode, I really want to make sure that we talk about, cause I know you, you brought up uh, Abby's OCD and I can't tell a story because i did not clear this with someone but i stayed with someone for a little while who does have ocd and does uh part of their ocd is uh hand washing for a very long period of time Mm -hmm. so i completely Mm -hmm. understand uh and so like it was hitting me this like story of like okay abby has this form of ocd and this is how it affects her in this way with hand washing but it also brought up 
because Abby doesn't feel comfortable in bathrooms, right. in public bathrooms. And I thought it was ge- not genius, but like, yeah, genius to have in a show about cis queer women who don't pass Ooh. for women like just that idea of like how passing isn't just a trans thing but absolutely the whole point of it is they're making the idea of needing to pass a way to target queer people um but just the the idea that it wasn't necessarily about chris or chris's friends or about anything like that it was about abby and abby having issues in the bathroom and i i really dug that especially as like having the character be a character that needs to wash their hands yes so she can't just like do what I do where I go in, I do my thing. I wash my hands as quickly as possible. I grab the towel and I dry my hands on the way out. Cause I just don't want to deal with it. Of course. Of course. But yeah, with, with her, like she can't, she has to be there. She has to do it. And yes, she belongs there. But at the same time, that doesn't stop uh, the police. It doesn't stop other interlopers from a making her feel like she doesn't belong in her restroom. Uh, but also coming in and trying to say, oh, well, clearly you can see why people would not think you belong there. It's yeah, just, oh, it was, it was, it was nice yeah. that they, um, that, yeah, I agree that they did that with Abby's storyline as opposed to Chris's storyline. Um, I think that for the cisgender people that are watching the show, um, they do feel a lot of times that it's, it's a trans person issue and they don't realize that actually it's not it's an everyone that has every woman that has short hair mm-hmm. people are gonna look at you and you might be thrown out of the bathroom every man that has a, a man bun you know they might be look. you know like it's it's not just trans people we're not wearing a sticker that says hey bother us it's anyone mm-hmm. that looks like they could be you know so and i love that they did that with abby's character i do wish that at some point chris would have been like yeah i know i went through it as well um, mm. because I felt that he was listening to her and understandably it's a real thing, but then was only listening as opposed to being like, oh yeah, no, that was, you know, same, you know, same here, uh, kind well, of were, thing. There were small things that I think they did really well that I, I think, um, maybe possibly could have been emphasized more, but like the whole moment, like, cause Chris immediately was like, oh yeah, I have a, uh, an app on my phone that tells me where it's safe to pee. Yeah. And it's just like. I shouldn't need that. And it's just like, no, you're absolutely right, Abby. But at the same time, it's just like the fact that Chris was so like, not chill, but like nonchalant about like, oh yeah, no, this is a thing that I've navigated forever. And it's like, I, I shouldn't need that. And it's like, yeah, I know. Well, this is yeah. life and, and I, I don't want to be attacked <laughs> like, type of Yeah, yeah. Attitude. And I guess yeah. also like if you look at, you know, they, they do show where Abby kind of hangs out and it's this coffee shop and, you know, uh, and then when they go to Chris's place, it's like this queer club. It feels very Brooklyn. It feels, you know, and Abby's, you know, uh, d- does her best to 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 kind of blend in. Um, but I guess you know where it might actually be more of an issue in Abby's places of you know of hangouts as opposed for Chris, where you know the bars are probably very similar to the bars that we go to, where the bathrooms are just bathrooms. There's no, you know, there's probably mm-hmm. a label on it because it was there in the nineties, but like no one adheres to it, you know, whereas Abby's locations like the coffee shop and these restaurants, you know, it, it would probably be a much bigger issue. So, you know, um, which is nice, you know, um, and I like that they kept an Abby story. Um, but yeah, the bathroom yeah. scenes are, are hard to watch with the, 
you know, because uh, I'm sure you and, and every trans person on here have had the the talk from people uh, on bo- in both bathrooms, you know, mm-hmm. you're in the wrong, ba- wrong bathroom, you're in the wrong bathroom nonsense. And it was, you know, it was nice to, to kind of see that played out, um, you know, and not have it be Chris's journey and keep it Abby's journey. Um, yeah, it was, it was really well, well done. It was also because like, I, I don't want to give away, there's a lot going on at the end uh, of that episode that I really think people should watch and uh, for lack of a better term experience, yes. but through a series of shenanigans, Abby uh, is essentially like f- fighting for her ability to stay in a bathroom, uh, not necessarily specifically to stay in it but just the justification which is very much the like okay it's for the audience but at the same time it's like a whole public restroom of abby just like going into why it should be okay for her to stay there and she just keeps putting her foot in her mouth with the other people in the bathroom and eventually she passes out and chris is there and i actually really appreciated that because it was something that as much as okay chris does not belong in the women's bathroom at the same time like chris being there because abby is in trouble and abby has passed out and abby needs someone we assume that someone probably told chris that that's where abby is so chris came in just to be there with abby when she woke up and she was okay and i i really i found that incredibly powerful both Mm -mm. especially as like a trans person who has like to be in what is actually the wrong bathroom yep it was just like it was a very powerful image for me it was great and then and then you know i mean for me it was so the the cherry on the you know on icing on the cake was when abby wakes up and sees chris and then abby says to chris you know chris you can't be in here and I just, I love that. <laughs> yeah, I love I that. About yeah. That. And it's so yeah. beautiful. It's like you have this whole scene where everyone's telling Abby that she can't be in there. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and then Chris comes in to help. And then that's the first thing she said. It's, it's perfect. It's perfect. It's like, mm. and it just like, it really shows, you know, um, for me, that was when, and not that there was ever an issue uh, of her not seeing Chris as a man. That was never a thing at all. Mm. Um, but I did enjoy that at that moment for me, it just solidified that, that like Abby really is okay with this person being a man. Abby really is okay. Uh, you know, with the fact that this isn't like, you know, just a butch lesbian. Um, you know, I, I kind of love that, you know, when you wake up from being passed out and you're all, loopy and seeing things crooked and everything's all messed up and the first thing she said was essentially <laughs> i see you for you and you're not supposed to be in here uh and i love that i loved it yeah mm-hmm. this is amazingly oh. smart writing the writing is yeah. phenomenal um so in other episodes uh, i'm just gonna run through my list for a bunch of the other episodes so campbell who is abby's yeah. best friend yeah. has been forever she essentially has these moments of transphobia that you're not really sure are like transphobic if it's just aimed at Chris. And I thought that was really interesting because a lot of it, like it made it very nuanced to like, some of it was very ageist, like, you know, like, Oh, yeah. uh, like, and so you're not sure whether it's like, is it because Abby's dating a trans man? Is it because, and it's like, no, it's because Campbell is incredibly protective, but at the same time, um, kind of pushing him away 
for a lot of very specific reasons. Um, yeah. I just, I thought that Campbell's trans, like the moments of Campbell's transphobia weren't, uh, like hit the nail on the head they were very nuanced they were very nuanced one i think um at one point campbell and and the thing is i never i i enjoyed campbell throughout the entire the entire episode she seemed very um long island lesbian to me which seemed which is very Mm -hmm. much uh what i grew up around um Mm -hmm. you know where like they just say things and they don't think and then you correct them and they're like they know that they're wrong but they're like but they remind you it came from a good place so at one point Campbell is in the hospital, right? I don't remember what happened. Um, and they're talking about and Abby and 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 Campbell are talking about Chris. And Abby says, "If he was a she, we wouldn't be having this conversation." Mm. And Campbell says, "If he was a she, we wouldn't be having this conversation because I already would have dated her." Huh. Uh, <laughs> and I kind of love how. <laughs> Which is so amazing, and it's such a fun nod mm-hmm. to the lesbian community, which, you know, uh, I was on a podcast last night, and I reminded someone after I made a lesbian joke, uh, I was like, hey, I was I was identified as a lesbian for longer than I've identified as a trans man, so I'm still allowed to make some jokes. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> I was like, I, I was a lesbian longer than this, uh, as a, at least outwardly. Um, so I kind of love that whole, like, if I... If if she was a, if he was a she, I would have already gained her idea because it's a nod to uh, you know lesbian community. That's kind of how uh, it works. You know, you date within your friend circle. Um, so I kind of love that when Abby corrects Campbell, Campbell doesn't get defensive. She doesn't say things like "That's not what I mean." At one point, uh, you know, she sticks up um, when Abby gets taken out of the out of the. Uh, one of the restrooms throughout the series uh, from the cops, mm. right? The time she doesn't pass out, another time the cops gonna and and Campbell's like, "This is a real there was this is a woman, and the only thing in there was vaginas." And then they walk away. She stands up to the cops for for Abby, and then as they walk away, Abby goes, "You know, not all women have vaginas." And she's like, "Would you just shut up? I was defending you." And it's like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, I appreciate that she's defending her friend. And do and just learning along the way, and not mm-hmm. getting super defensive. Just being like, "Bitch, I know you're right. I said what I said. It was I did what I did, you know." And I'm getting it. Very much felt like I'm learning and I'm getting better every day. And and I kind of enjoyed that the idea that like, you know, your friends don't have to know everything, you know. And when they're defending you, let them defend you, and maybe wait twenty minutes before you correct them. <laughs> Well, and, and like he, they, she, just, she just told off yeah. a cop for you like just like, like come on well and the the other thing about this show that i think it does so i i would say masterfully is it takes a style of humor that is very progressive and very like specific like oh man those words are also charged but you know what i mean like yeah it's a style of humor that I still haven't figured out how to do without it seeming uh, very tacked on, without it seeming very like, you know, it's like, it's it's just like, okay, these jokes are like, I, you know, like you want to say the right thing, but at the same time, the right thing isn't always the funniest thing. Yeah, and they do a yeah. really good job of not undercutting the, the, the uh, not undercutting what's actually being said and the actual progressive shit underneath it while yeah. still being funny while still being um, funny while still being funny yeah but not only that they build up abby as someone who is getting it understanding it has gotten it has understood it 
uh, has already made changes to the language. And then when she, uh, at the very end, and again, we're, we're going to spoil things, but at the very end, we'll get into why it's so profoundly, ugh, but <laughs> by the end, she does a thing that is just so vile yeah. to another, to a trans person that it's just like, Man, like, wow, they were building you up as the one that got it, though. Yeah, I mean, like, let's, you know, I think that man. kind of, at that point, um, we have to kind of remember, Abby's got bigger problems than just being OCD. I mean, like, we yep. we haven't mentioned the fact that her therapist dies. She takes a, <laughs> you know, which we mentioned, but she takes a, at the funeral, she takes a picture of the picture of her therapist and then talks <laughs> to the picture on her phone as if the therapist is there. So clearly there's a lot of issues that she needed to find a new therapist for. Um, and so and I, like the, the suicidal ideations by the end. Are yes. The very, suicide, oh. whew, yeah, yeah. It's tough to watch, but wow. Like it's, it's also very, like I, I felt bad laughing at all of like her envisioning her suicide and like cleaning her oven oh. so that she could lie in it and then putting down pillows so that she could lie head first in the oven. It's just like, these things are not funny, but these things are inherently very funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Of course. Of course. But yeah. The, the, what leads to this vile act, I think we should, we should talk about. Um, so in episode, I think it was seven is the whole, uh, is Abby going to her father's wedding? And her and Chris are there, and they're having a good time, and everything's really fun. Uh, then Abby goes up to take one of her pills. She accidentally picks up Chris's pill bottle, puts it down, realizes, oh, these aren't mine. And then curiosity got the better of her, and she looked at the name on the pill bottle, and it was Chris's dead name. But, and this is a beautiful thing in the show. Not only do, like, they blur it. Like they blur oh, what so the name was. Amazing. And anytime anyone says that name, and it comes up constantly, anytime anyone says that name or we see that name, it's blurred or it's bleeped or it's like oh, good. It's so it's so good. When they they go on a date to the diner. And the <laughs> diner oh, it's so good. The name And of you the don't diner, know what his dead name is. Yeah, you have yep. no idea. You have no idea what his dead name is. And I guess the name of the diner was his dead name. <laughs> So they just blur out the things on the menu, on the sign, and and when Chris is like, "Oh, let's go there," and Abby's like, "Are you sure?" And then you realize <laughs> it's blurred okay out. Oh, so good. And just then the so waitress well says, "Like, hello, welcome to Boop." Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh man, this is like, and that's the thing. This is a good trans humor. Yeah, like this is using like shit in a very funny way. Yeah, like, yeah. A hundred percent. It's a way to it, to poke fun without poking mm -hmm. fun. It's a way to make everyone a little bit, you know, the 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 Kirby enthusiasm uh, effect of just being completely uncomfortable with the characters and being like, oh, my stomach is turned upside down right now. Oh, I'm so uncomfortable. I can't do anything but laugh. Like, mm -hmm. uh, and what, what an amazing kind of tactic that was. Which is nice to also see things that haven't been done before. Um, yeah. you know, I don't feel like that's been, you know, uh, I know on Broad City, they, they bleeped out, uh, Trump's, whenever they said Trump, they bleeped it out, <laughs> which is amazing. Um, so I guess we've kind of seen it there, but not, not in a trans film and not in a trans, uh, format to my knowledge. So I, I really love that, uh, 
on the on the side of the post production and the filmmaking team really well done. Well, and and because the implication is that a we don't need to know this specific piece of information, but b this is a thing that like was censored. This is a thing that like not only do we not need to know that information, and this is a fictional character, but it it shows how much the show itself respects how fucking awful sharing a person's dead name yeah. is yeah. yeah like this is and this is part of what i talk about when i'm saying like there's a certain amount of like not physical violence but a certain amount of like violence in that like it's used it's used constantly and you're seeing it and it's there even though you're not seeing what it is specifically um just but you know that that's what it is and so let's let's talk about what leads into the the very end because i really want to talk about that essentially the last couple of moments but there's so much that's built into it so again abby is avoiding chris now because abby doesn't know how to say to chris oh my god i saw your dead name and literally all like that's all she would have to say in my opinion is like and yeah, she's I even mean, told this by campbell like yeah just tell him just tell him like what's the yeah and and, and that was a big thing for me too it, it's the you know as as you said before like Chris is like this this is why you haven't talked to me in three days so like it's insult to injury it's like listen mistakes were made as a trans man if I if if I left my my pill bottle that close to my girlfriend's pill bottle and had my dead name on it like I would take a little responsibility you know uh you know and 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 allow that to happen like she didn't purposely she didn't like open Chris's bag and scavenge for it. She thought it was her pill bottle, and it wasn't. And you know, and and a mistake happened. And you know, and that's what, the thing. Chris isn't Chris isn't mad about that specifically. I'm yeah. sure that he's not happy he's that not like, happy. oh, now you know this. But like the, he's mad because she didn't talk to him for three days, and so he's sitting there thinking, what did I do? What, what I could do? I have done? Yeah. And all she had to say was, I saw your dead name. I'm so sorry. Yeah, and, and that's it. It would have been, I'm upset, mm -hmm. and then I'm over it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, so Chris takes a little bit of time. Chris goes, leaves the function that they're at. Abby is talking to uh, one of Chris's friends, and Chris's friend is this, like, beautiful queer person. Oh, uh, like, I don't, know pro I don't know the pronouns, but, like, I believe, yeah, so beautiful yeah, queer be, person. I'm, and, yeah. I'm going to assume and, that they and them. Yeah. So, so this, this beautiful queer person says to Abby as they're talking, like, but Chris is fucked up too. Everybody's fucked up. Mm -hmm. Girl, that's your problem. It's not a competition. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like this beautiful moment. Then we get into the last episode. Uh, it's the last almond. The whole thing has been building up to 180 almonds. And Abby, I, I don't remember if she actually stated that it was basically going to be the end of her life if she can't figure herself out in these 180 almonds, an almond a day. Uh, but, yeah, she did. She yeah. Did, yeah, she told Chris that. Yep. And so now she's on her last almond, so she throws it away. So she's trying to figure herself out uh, as far as like how to, whether to move forward or not. She gets a call from Julia Sweeney to come to, uh, what is that, like the America, what, uh, anyway, This American Life. Um, so she's there, she's coming to the back, Julia Sweeney comes out dressed as Pat. <laughs> Jesus. Julia Sweeney says, like, talking about, like, taking back Pat. And it's like, what the hell are you talking about? That's Ugh. not, 
It's such uh, a it's such a sin savior complex thing. Mm-hmm. And we <laughs> see that, and we see that Julia is in fact like a straight woman because she's married to Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> which what? <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah, so we see that in the show, <laughs> and she says, uh, "We're making it clear that Pat has evolved. Pat is no longer oblivious to other people's discomfort." And I loved that line because it's very clear at that moment that julia sweeney is not is so oblivious to other people's discomfort yeah. and it's just like yeah fuck yeah so abby tells her to go fuck herself not in those words but in that intention uh goes away is i i forget how chris showed up oh chris showed up as well uh because of the the function that was going on that night and the two of them get into it for a moment and Abby is just building up frustration and uh, as Chris leaves Abby shouts his dead name Yeah. and again we as an audience don't hear it we just see that her mouth has been uh, distorted and the and it's bleeped and she says uh, something to the degree of I wanted you to feel the pain that I'm feeling yeah all the time or over this i forget these specifics and i think think it was like i want you to hurt the way i'm uh, hurting or something like that yes i want you to hurt the way i'm hurting yeah and that like because and chris ah like all the 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 moments just sort of ran together because it was just so Um, yeah well done and so like i was so absorbed by it that like chris essentially says like just read the fucking note abby just read the note and that's not like because that's so like god like fuck you i don't know that's it's, all i have to say <laughs> it, it is, it's so it's such a rough scene it's hard to even like think about it like i'm tearing up just kind of thinking about it like how would i even react to have someone that you've given time to even you know and 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 even if it wasn't a very long relationship it was a relationship that you cared about and you saw it going somewhere and to have them to know that for the rest, if you were to get back together with this person, anytime you upset them, they are going to, they have the ability within them to take your, your most sensitive thing and throw it at you. Um, and I don't know if I would be able to forgive that. Um, I understand. I Listen, I am hot tempered. I have said shit that has been very, very mean. Um, I'm getting better and I'm growing and, you know, um, you know, I actually, one of my notes within for today's podcast was like, I'm ashamed to acknowledge that I very much enjoyed Pat when I was a kid. I, you know, I, I think it's bonkers the things that I liked when I was a kid and growing up in high school, uh, based on who I am today, you know? So like, I will acknowledge that I have said some hurtful freaking things to people that I'm not proud of, um. But, you know, uh, that was, you know, I I haven't done that in a decade. And the fact that Abby's character, you know, I'm going to assume has about a decade on me uh, to be an adult, to understand how pain works, to understand how hurt works, and to still take that and throw it at someone is, it, it, it really makes you go from, while understanding the character, go from loving to hating that character real quick. Um, so I, I am excited to see how season yeah. two turns out because, you know, to me, the only, you know, it, it's, how do you even, how do you even move on in a relationship? 
with something like that having happened, regardless of it being, you know, Chris's dead name or something, or someone being, you know, you know, heavy and calling him fat, or someone being learned disabled and calling him stupid, or whatever that that one thing is that will will pain us, and then to have that thrown at you from someone that you love is just brutal. It's brutal. Yeah. No, and and yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens it, season two. I'm kind of uh, yeah. I'm intrigued. They uh, it was just a bunch of stories. I think in 2016, and then it got picked up uh, uh, at Sundance when they decided to make uh, the pilot episode. Uh, so they have to uh, definitely keep this momentum going. Yeah, well, I know, like even just the the act of calling someone by their dead name showed how little Abby fully understands what that is and does like yes we hear in the beginning chris doesn't want to know doesn't want to talk about his past etc etc but like and you know there's there's a lot of pain associated with a dead name that some people like i i feel like people have varying degrees of whether they uh care or not about their dead name but for it's it's just to be understood that like there's a reason that we don't go by that name anymore and to not respect the what goes into uh calling someone that is just so abhorrent it's just i don't don't know if i necessarily agree with the idea that she doesn't understand how i don't like no one you know no one can understand unless you are trans to the degree but i think i think she knew and that's why she did it see i think she she knew knew that that it would hurt i think she knew it would be painful but i feel like if you do that shit especially on purpose you you can't know you can't fully understand well maybe you're just a, I, I well, maybe, well maybe you're just a better person than most and they and you wouldn't do it see and that's <laughs> but that's that's what i mean though that's what i mean though is like she doesn't know just why how or to the extent that that is actually painful like she knows that it causes pain she knows that it causes yeah. a lot of pain yeah. but she doesn't get that and that's why it's like no Fuck you. Yeah, fuck like, you. Fuck yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. yeah so, crazy. oh. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely, I definitely want to keep watching. I definitely want to see more. I definitely want to see another season of this because it's complicated. And just because a character is uh, doing bad things doesn't mean, like, I mean, there are entire shows based on this. This is why Seinfeld existed. This is why Breaking Bad was a thing. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. this is, this is queer Breaking Bad. <laughs> 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 season two is gonna be crazy with that idea it's just gonna be lots of meth uh <laughs> almonds meth and trans people uh you find, no, out, you find out chris's dead name is meth head coach <laughs> <laughs> walter his dead, his dead name Boom. is walter white <laughs> <laughs> so stupid uh <laughs> Uh, I can't. I. I mean, I would watch that. Uh, anyway. <laughs> no, I totally would. No, but I. I also well, because I. I grew up watching Pat as well, and I was like, honestly, this was one of the like. I. I. We've stated this on the podcast many times. The. The various people that have taught me that I am queer have been a very weird and bad group of people. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's uh, Gold Dust from WWE. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, God. Uh, I can't remember her name, but the character, the trans character from Mixed Nuts. Oh my god. Pat. (laughs) 
And I'm trying to think, I know that there's at least like one more or another that we've stated on the podcast, but there's like three or four that it's just like, this is, these are not people that like, it's not like I was looking at like history and being like, oh, these wonderful people. (laughs) It's like, no, it's not the amazing queer people that have come before me. It's these shitty representations (laughs) of queer people in the media that have taught me, oh, I'm something, but this is bad. And it's a thing to be made fun of. Okay, sure. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Having Pat as one of your as, as the one on your list good. is bad. It's not, it's not, not good. good. <sighs> okay. So let's talk about. Let's start wrapping it up. Uh, what do we think of it? Uh, the two questions we always ask at the end of this podcast: Was it enjoyable and was it transphobic? Uh, I think we already answered this, but let's go ahead and answer it first. Uh, was it enjoyable? Yeah, uh, yeah, hundred percent enjoyable. Looking forward to rewatching it. Actually, yeah, no, me, me too. Uh, again, it's a complicated watch. It's a thing that you should look into before you get too far into it. But it's uh, wow, yeah, no, I, I absolutely love it, and I feel like it's uh, a good uh, thing to hold up to as far as like really good queer, good queer <laughs> representation. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's nice to also not have the trans guy be the 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 messed up one yeah it's like he's the, he's the normal he's just, he's he's just chilling just chilling i loved it i loved it yeah. yeah and you know chris has his problems too as stated but yeah. at the same time like yeah like we're we're not seeing them chris isn't the 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 one that is having the major crises it's just yeah chris is chill chris is there chris is doing his thing yeah cool so was it transphobic i mean i guess it's it's kind of how how do you look at Transphobic, like, I want to say, you know, it's not, but also, like, there's these transphobic moments that happen that are purposeful for a learning, you know, for me, I think it's, like, a learning reason, you know, it's kind of showing the audience learning, you know, audiences learning with Abby. Um, so, no, it's not transphobic, you know, even though in, in, it's scripted to be at times. Yeah, I think I think when a piece uses transphobia uh, in a way that isn't exploitative, yeah. It's not necessarily that the piece is transphobic, but yeah, it shows and it flips and it it really like creates a whole new dimension of understanding a lot of trans issues by utilizing it. So it's so you can't necessarily say like, oh, the piece is transphobic because there's transphobic stuff being shown. And it's like, yeah, but it's not doing it to exploit. It's doing it uh, as a way that's like very real, but not uh furthering the oppression of trans folk so i say i say no it is not transphobic but yeah look into the elements that they explore uh just to make sure that you're ready for it yeah definitely awesome all right anything that we didn't get to talk about that you absolutely want to talk about no i think uh, i mean like yes because there's so many things in every episode but yeah (laughs) but not not a tidbit like we need another hour or two so (laughs) it's a lot it's a lot yeah it's great yeah uh great so uh tell people uh what are you what are you promoting these days how can people find you if you want them to uh well right now um i am actually starting to distribute queer content because uh I think that I'm I could be very good at that. <laughs> uh, so so and I guess. I'm, so I'm doing my I'm doing my uh, kind of self distributing thing right now uh, of some of my films, uh, most particularly uh, Neon Boys right now. Uh, but you can really watch almost all my films if you go to tlavideo.com and just type in AJ Mattioli, and uh, they have a bunch of my stuff, and they are gay owned and operated, so it's money within the community, which is always important. 
Very awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, for for us over here, obviously, bit.ly slash is it transphobic. You can also find us on Twitter at is it transphobic. Feel free to join our Patreon, patreon.com slash is it transphobic. I'm terrible at updating the Patreon. It has not been updated, but boy, <laughs> do I really appreciate everything that you do. And I do take a look every now and again when I'm able to. <laughs> uh, it, it really it really does help. It's uh, It's a small little thing, but again, like just every little bit helps. Uh, so that we can keep doing these episodes and yeah awesome uh awesome. so yeah so oh and if you are looking for uh, a really interesting queer pro wrestling show the parsnip ship just released the last ring which is a play that i wrote all about a trans japanese pro wrestler in a totally not wwe environment <laughs> huh. uh and Oh yeah, no, it's it's honestly it's one of my favorite plays. I've never been able to stage it just because it's so complicated, but I really want to at some point. Um, yeah, so those are the things that you can do. Uh, great. So thank you all so much for listening. Go check out Work in Progress. It is on Showtime. Uh, it's it's totally worth it, honestly. All right, thank you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening. Ashley, as always, thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Is It Transphobic was produced, edited, and coordinated by Ashley Lauren Rogers. The Is It Transphobic logo was created by Phoenix Sweeney, and you can see more of their work at tinylionroars.github.io. The original music you heard was all created by Vivian Aladrin, who you can find on Bandcamp at vivianaladrin.bandcamp.com. And we're back! All right. <laughs> uh so yeah so like i say we we talked pretty extensively about the the first episode um what we find out at the end of the first episode is abby has been hiding an entire closet full of journals that she's been keeping about herself and it's really like i found that to be very interesting especially because chris essentially said in this episode uh chris he doesn't want to talk about his past he doesn't want abby to know anything about his past and so as i was going into it it was like okay we've got one character who just as a trans person it tracks that idea of like i don't ever want to talk about things that happened i don't ever want to talk about my past don't ask me about who i was but then also to have a character that has been obsessively writing about her past and yes. keeping it in a journal was just like an interesting juxtaposition to me yeah the um I think a lot of people, when they think of... So, the character Abby suffers from uh, pretty rough OCD. Uh, they show this within... Uh, kind of with two different things. Um, I mean, Well, a few different things, but the two main ones are the obsessive journaling, where they show a room full of, essentially, journals and just boxes labeled Abby. Um, and then the other thing is her washing her hands. Um, the washing her hands thing is... Um, so, full disclosure, my mother has a uh, pretty debilitating um, obsessive-compulsive disorder, although I appreciate that films utilize ways like washing your hands as a way to show that. It's actually uh, a very small percentage of what OCD looks like. A very small percentage, but it is the easiest way to show show what OCD kind of is. Um, same thing they do with Tourette's, uh, Tourette's all the time, um, cursing and yelling out swear words. Uh, it makes up maybe 5% of what uh, Tourette's actually is, um, but it's the easiest way for Hollywood to show it off. Um, the journaling is more uh, accurate to what OCD actually is. 
Um, then, and of course, all anything that Abby obsesses on within the show, um, when he, when Abby finds out a piece of information about Chris's past, uh, the way she handles it is pretty terrible, but it's, I feel that it's less about, um, people not knowing how to deal with trans issues and more about her obsessive compulsive, uh, need to be, um, almost perfect in, in some sort of way, maybe even just as a lover, uh, and not making mistakes. Um, and her mm-hmm. obsession with that information, uh, and, and how to handle that for me read more into the OCD channel than, uh, the, the normal relationship kind of world. Yeah. But yeah, uh, the, the OCD element of it is, uh, intriguing to say the least. And I'm really interested to see what they do with it. Uh, second season, mm-hmm. there was a couple con- as because my mother has such bad OCD, I noticed all the continuity breaks within, uh, the hand-washing parts. Uh, <laughs> but that's another story that might be a little bit of my, um, fixation on things. <laughs> so I was like, continuity break, ah! Mm-hmm. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, the OCD element is, is a whole other element. Um, which is another, which we can get into this whole thing of Chris's character, and as a trans man, um, sometimes we, as a trans person, sometimes we feel like we're so lucky to have anyone love us, um, which is such a fucked up but real thing to say, um, that we take a lot of shit, and I was watching this with my partner, and there were several times where she was like, oh my god, I would have left Abby right now, like, oh my god, this is, (laughs) like, this is where I would, and I'm like, no, I would have, I would have dealt with that. Well, I would have dealt with that and how many different different things in in the beginning of a relationship, but not talking three years in and you're finding this out. It's within the first like month of their the, the only month of their relationship, right? Um so it's like those red flags that are obvious red flags that you're like, Ooh, I don't need to be dealing with this. Um, how much trans people are willing to kind of deal with uh, and what their final line, you know, what that line is that can be crossed to make us go away, uh, which we then see in the last episode here. Yeah, I I think just sort of uh, responding to uh, what what you brought up, the the idea, like I, because I I do think that it is a very human thing in an early in a relationship. It's a human thing that we don't see often in a i know this isn't technically a sitcom but like in a sitcoms like situation uh it would be like the red flags are there and it's like ooh, oh, <laughs> yes i'm gonna i have a thing going on uh but for for something like this where it is a lot more nuanced and it is a lot more interesting and it, it they, they're making the decisions to have the characters like it it tracks in a very human way this yes, idea of yeah. like all right we're in a new relationship okay you know you've shared with me that you uh like because i'm trying to remember if abby actually shared that she has ocd or if chris is just sort of picking it up and i i do feel like I a think sort of abby, from... abby shows uh mm-hmm. i think abby's best friend convinces her to show or abby's sister convinces her to show chris uh the journals it's, and i think it's like if you're going to have an honest relationship you need to have an honest relationship and then shows uh, him the room of journals yeah. But yeah 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 like so i i think the fact that he is constantly making the decision to for lack of a better term stay until because like really there is a moment where he decides he's not interested in dealing with it right now and he needs space and he really sets up those parameters. Like he yeah. does a really good job of like, 
understanding himself and setting up the parameters, which could be read as a trans thing. Uh, but I don't know. It just seems like it's a very, like, it does feel like a very, like, young queer thing of yeah. understanding that, if that makes any sense. Like, yeah, I think the younger queers definitely have more tolerance for, <laughs> for things than well, I, I do. Just in general, like, we, at the very least, like, knowing what um, is and isn't, uh, for lack of a better term, a deal breaker, what is and isn't something that's like, this is not an attack on me until it's, oh, you made me, like, it's this moment where Chris says, you made me feel this way for three days, yeah. and this is all the problem was, I need space. And it's yep. not, you're done, it's not, we're done, it's not, get the fuck away from me, it's, this is why, let me tell you why, I am making this decision, and I am making this decision, and I need space. I really loved that moment. Yes. Like, yes. that was really good. And he's uh, so but... talented, that kid. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> like, Jesus. <laughs> like, so the other the other yeah. episode I really want to make sure that we talk about, because I know you, you brought up uh, Abby's OCD, and I can't tell a story because I did not clear this with someone, but I stayed with someone for a little while who does have OCD and does uh, part of their OCD is uh, hand washing for a very long period of time. Mm -hmm. So I completely mm -hmm. understand. Uh, and so like it was hitting me this like story of like, okay, Abby has this form of OCD and this is how it affects her in this way with hand washing. But it also brought up because Abby doesn't feel comfortable in bathrooms. Right. in public bathrooms and i thought it was ge not genius but like yeah genius to have in a show about cis queer women who don't pass mm. for women like just that idea of like how passing isn't just a trans thing but absolutely the whole point of it is they're making the idea of needing to pass a way to target queer people um but just the, the idea that it wasn't necessarily about Chris or Chris's friends or about anything like that. It was about Abby yep. and Abby having issues in the bathroom. And I I really dug that, especially as like sh having the character be a character that needs to wash their hands. Yes. Yeah. So she can't just like do what I do where I go in, I do my thing. I wash my hands as quickly as possible. I grab the towel and I dry my hands on the way out because I just don't want to deal with it. Of course. Of course. But yeah, with, with her, like, she can't. She has to be there. She has to do it. And yes, she belongs there. But at the same time, that doesn't stop uh, the police. It doesn't stop other interlopers from, A, making her feel like she doesn't belong in her restroom. Uh, but also coming in and trying to say, oh, well, clearly you can see why people would not think you belong there. It's yeah, like, it, was, oh, it, was, it was nice yeah. that they... Um... That yeah, I agree that they did that with Abby's storyline as opposed to Chris's storyline. Um, I think that for the cisgender people that are watching the show, um, they do feel a lot of times that it's it's a trans person issue, and they don't realize that actually it's not. It's an everyone that has every woman that has short hair. Mm -hmm. People are gonna look at you, and you might be thrown out of the bathroom. Every man that has a, a man bun, you know, they might be look. You know, like it's. It's not just trans people. We're not wearing a sticker that says, hey, bother us. It's anyone mm -hmm. that looks like they could be, you know, so, and I love that they did that with Abby's character. I do wish that at some point Chris would have been like, yeah, I know. I went through it as well um, mm. because I felt that he was listening to her and understandably it's a real thing, but then was only listening as opposed to being like, oh yeah, no, that was, 
you know, same, you know, same here. Uh, kind well, there of were, thing. There were small things that I think they did really well that I, I think um, maybe possibly could have been emphasized more, but like the whole moment, like, cause Chris immediately was like, oh yeah, I have a, uh, an app on my phone that tells me where it's safe to pee. Yeah. And it's just like, I shouldn't need that. And it's just like, no, you're absolutely right, Abby. But at the same time, it's just like the fact that Chris was so like, not chill, but like nonchalant about like, oh yeah, no, this is a thing that I've navigated forever. And it's like, I, I shouldn't need that. And it's like, yeah, I know. Well, this is yeah. life and, and I, I don't want to be attacked like, then, type of Yeah, yeah. Attitude. And I guess yeah. also like if you look at, you know, they, they do show where Abby kind of hangs out and it's this coffee shop and, you know, uh, and then when they go to Chris's place, it's like this queer club. It feels very Brooklyn. It feels, you know, and Abby's, you know, uh, d- does her best to, to, to kind of blend in. Um, but I guess, you know, where it might actually be more of an issue in Abby's places of, you know, of hangouts as opposed for Chris where, you know, the bars are probably very similar to the bars that we go to where the bathrooms are just bathrooms. There's no, you know, there's probably mm-hmm. a label on it because it was there in the nineties, but like no one adheres to it, you know, whereas Abby's locations like the coffee shop and these restaurants, you know, it, it would probably be a much bigger issue. So, you know, um, which is nice, you know, um, and I like that they kept it Abby's story. Um, but yeah, the bathroom yeah. scenes are, are hard to watch with the, you know, because uh, I'm sure you and, and every trans person on here have had the the talk from people uh, on bo- in both bathrooms, you know, mm-hmm. you're in the wrong, wrong bathroom, you're in the wrong bathroom nonsense. And it was, you know, it was nice to, to kind of see that played out, um, you know, and not have it be Chris's journey and keep it Abby's journey. Um, yeah, it was it was really well well done. It was also because, like, I, I don't want to give away, there's a lot going on at the end uh, of that episode that I really think people should watch and, uh, for lack of a better term, experience. Yes. But through a series of shenanigans, Abby uh, is essentially, like, f- fighting for her ability to stay in a bathroom. Uh, not necessarily specifically to stay in it but just the justification which is very much the like okay it's for the audience but at the same time it's like a whole public restroom of abby just like going into why it should be okay for her to stay there and she just keeps putting her foot in her mouth with the other people in the bathroom and eventually she passes out and chris is there and i actually really appreciated that because it was something that as much as okay chris does not belong in the women's bathroom at the same time like chris being there because abby is in trouble and abby has passed out and abby needs someone we assume that someone probably told chris that that's where abby is so chris came in just to be there with abby when she woke up and she was okay and i i really i found that incredibly powerful both Mm -mm. especially as like a trans person who has like to be in what is actually the wrong bathroom yep it was just like it was a very powerful image for me it was great and then and then you know i mean for me it was so the the cherry on the you know on icing on the cake was when abby wakes up and sees chris and then abby says to chris you know chris you can't be in here and I just, I love that. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I yeah. that. And it's so yeah. beautiful. It's like you have this whole scene where everyone's telling Abby that she can't be in there. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and then Chris comes in to help. And then that's the first thing she said. It's, it's perfect. It's perfect. It's like, mm. and it's just like, 
it really shows, you know, um, for me, that was when, and not that there was ever an issue uh, of her not seeing Chris as a man. That was never a thing at all. Mm. Um, but I did enjoy that at that moment for me, it just solidified that, that like Abby really is okay with this person being a man. Abby really is okay, uh, you know, with the fact that this isn't like, you know, just a butch lesbian. Um, you know, I, I kind of love that, you know, when you wake up from being passed out and you're all loopy and seeing things crooked and everything's all messed up and the first thing she said was essentially, I see you for you, and you're not supposed to be in here. Uh, and I love that. I loved it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This amazingly uh, smart writing. The writing is yeah. phenomenal. Um, so in other episodes, uh, I'm just going to run through my list for a bunch of the other episodes. So Campbell, who is Abby's yeah. best friend, yeah. has been forever. She essentially has these moments of transphobia that you're not really sure are like transphobic if it's just aimed at Chris. And I thought that was really interesting because a lot of it, like it made it very nuanced like some of it was very ageist, like, you know, like, Oh, yeah. uh, like, and so you're not sure whether it's like, is it because Abby's dating a trans man? Is it because, and it's like, no, it's because Campbell is incredibly protective, but at the same time, um, kind of pushing him away for a lot of very specific reasons. Um, yeah. I just I thought that Campbell's trans like the moments of Campbell's transphobia weren't uh like hit the nail on the head. They were very nuanced. They were very nuanced. One I think um at one point Campbell and, and the thing is I never I, I enjoyed Campbell throughout the entire the entire episode. She seemed very um Long Island lesbian to me, which seemed which is very mm-hmm. much uh what I grew up around. Um mm-hmm. you know, where like they just say things and they don't think and then you correct them and they're like they know that they're wrong, but they're like, but they remind you it came from a good place. So at one point, Campbell is in the hospital, right? I don't remember what happened. Um, and they're talking about, and Abby and, and, and Campbell are talking about Chris. And Abby says, if he was a she, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Mm. And Campbell says, if he was a she, we wouldn't be having this conversation because I already would have dated her. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I kind of love how. <laughs> Which is so amazing, and it's such a fun nod mm-hmm. to the lesbian community, which, you know, uh, I was on a podcast last night, and I reminded someone after I made a lesbian joke, uh, I was like, hey, I was I was identified as a lesbian for longer than I've identified as a trans man, so I'm still allowed to make some jokes. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> I was like, I, I was a lesbian longer than this, uh, as a, at least outwardly. Um, so I kind of love that whole, like, if I... If if she was a, if he was a she, I would have already gained her idea because it's a nod to uh, you know lesbian community. That's kind of how uh, it works. You know, you date within your friend circle. Um, so I kind of love that when Abby corrects Campbell, Campbell doesn't get defensive. She doesn't say things like "That's not what I mean." At one point, uh, you know, she sticks up um, when Abby gets taken out of the out of the. Uh, one of the restrooms throughout the series uh, from the cops, mm. right? The time she doesn't pass out, another time the cops gonna, and and Campbell's like, "This is a real. There was this is a woman, and the only thing in there was vaginas." And then they walk away. She stands up to the cops for for Abby, and then as they walk away, Abby goes, "You know, not all women have vaginas." And she's like, "Would you just shut up? I was defending you." And it's like, 
it's like yeah. I appreciate that she's defending her friend and do and just learning along the way and not mm-hmm. getting super defensive, just being like, "Bitch, I know you're right. I said what I said. It was I did what I did, you know." And I'm getting it. Very much felt like I'm learning and I'm getting better every day. And and I kind of enjoyed that the idea that like, you know, your friends don't have to know everything, you know. And when they're defending you, let them defend you, and maybe wait twenty minutes before you correct them. <laughs> Well, and, and like he, they, she, just, she just told off yeah. a cop for you. Like, just like, like come on. Well, and the the other thing about this show that I think it does so, I, I would say masterfully, is it takes a style of humor that is very progressive and very like specific. Like, oh man, those words are also charged, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah. it's a style of humor that I still haven't figured out how to do without it seeming uh, very tacked on, without it seeming very like. You know, it's like, it's it's just like, okay, these jokes are like, I, you know, like you want to say the right thing, but at the same time, the right thing isn't always the funniest thing. Yeah. And they do a yeah. really good job of not undercutting the, the, the uh, not undercutting what's actually being said and the actual progressive shit underneath it while yeah. still being funny. While still being um, funny. While still being funny. Yeah. But not only that, they build up Abby as someone who is getting it understanding it has gotten it has understood it uh has already made changes to the language and then when she uh at the very end and again we're we're going to spoil things but at the very end we'll get into why it's so uh, profoundly ugh but <laughs> by the end she does a thing that is just so vile yeah to another to a trans person that it's just like Man, like, wow, they were building you up as the one that got it, though. Yeah, I mean, like, let's, you know, I think that man. kind of, at that point, um, we have to kind of remember, Abby's got bigger problems than just being OCD. I mean, like, we yep. we haven't mentioned the fact that her therapist dies. She takes a, <laughs> you know, which we mentioned, but she takes a, at the funeral, she takes a picture of the picture of her therapist and then talks <laughs> to the picture on her phone as if the therapist is there. So clearly there's a lot of issues that she needed to find a new therapist for. Um, and so and I, like the, the suicidal ideations by the end. Are yes. The very, suicide, oh. whew, yeah, yeah. It's tough to watch, but wow. Like it's, it's also very, like I, I felt bad laughing at all of like her envisioning her suicide and like cleaning her oven oh. so that she could lie in it and then putting down pillows so that she could lie head first in the oven. It's just like, these things are not funny, but these things are inherently very funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Of course. Of course. But yeah. The, the, what leads to this vile act, I think we should, we should talk about. Um, so in episode, I think it was seven is the whole, uh, is Abby going to her father's wedding. And her and Chris are there, and they're having a good time, and everything's really fun. Uh, then Abby goes up to take one of her pills. She accidentally picks up Chris's pill bottle, puts it down, realizes, oh, these aren't mine. And then curiosity got the better of her, and she looked at the name on the pill bottle, and it was Chris's dead name. But, and this is a beautiful thing in the show, not only do, like, they blur it, like they blur oh, what so the name was. Amazing. And anytime anyone says that name, and it comes up constantly, anytime anyone says that name or we see that name, it's blurred or it's bleeped or it's like 
Oh, good. It's so it's so good. when they they go on a date to the diner, and the <laughs> diner. Oh, it's so good. The name and the you don't diner, know what his dead name is. Yeah, you have yep. no idea. You have no idea what his dead name is. And I guess the name of the diner was his dead name. So they just blur out the things on the menu on the sign, and and when Chris is like, "Oh, let's go there," and Abby's like, "Are you sure?" And then you realize <laughs> it's blurred okay out. Oh, so good. And then the waitress says, like, hello, welcome to Boop. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, this is like, and that's the thing. This is a good trans humor. Yeah. Like, this is using, like, shit in a very funny way. Yeah, yeah. 100%. uh, It's a way to to poke fun without poking mm -hmm. fun. It's a way to make everyone a little bit, you know, the the Kirby enthusiasm uh, effect of just being completely uncomfortable with the characters and being like, Oh, my stomach is turned upside down right now. Oh, I'm so uncomfortable. I can't do anything but laugh. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and what an amazing kind of tactic that was. Which is nice to also see things that haven't been done before. Um, yeah. You know, I don't feel like that's been. You know, uh, I know on Broad City they they bleeped out uh, Trump's. Whenever they said Trump, they bleeped it out, <laughs> which is amazing. Um, so I guess we've kind of seen it there. But not not in a trans film and not in a trans uh, format, to my knowledge. So I, I really love that uh, on the on the side of the post production and the filmmaking team. Really well done. Well, and and because the implication is that a we don't need to know this specific piece of information, but b this is a thing that like was censored. This is a thing that like not only do we not need to know that information, and this is a fictional character, but it it shows how much the show itself respects how fucking awful sharing a person's dead name is like this is and this is part of what i talk about when i'm saying like there's a certain amount of like not physical violence but a certain amount of like violence in that like it's used it's used constantly and you're seeing it and it's there even though you're not seeing what it is specifically um just but you know that that's what it is and so let's let's talk about what leads into the the very end because i really want to talk about that essentially the last couple of moments mm. but there's so much that's built into it so again abby is avoiding chris now because abby doesn't know how to say to chris oh my god i saw your dead name and literally all like that's all she would have to say in my opinion is like and yeah, she's I even mean, told this by campbell like yeah just tell him just tell him like what's the yeah and and, and that was a big thing for me too it, it's the you know as as you said before like chris is like this this is why you haven't talked to me in three days so like it's just insult to injury it's like listen mistakes were made as a trans man if i if if i left my my pill bottle that close to my girlfriend's pill bottle and had my dead name on it like i would take a little responsibility you know uh you know and 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 allow that to happen like she didn't purposely she didn't like open chris's bag and scavenge for it she thought it was her pill bottle and it wasn't and you know and and a mistake happened and you know and that's what, the thing chris isn't chris isn't mad about that specifically i'm yeah. sure that he's not happy he's that not like happy. oh now you know this but like the he's mad because she didn't talk to him for three days and so he's sitting there thinking what did i do what, what I could do? i have done yeah. and all she had to say was i saw your dead name i'm so sorry yeah and, and that's it it would have been i'm upset mm-hmm. and then i'm over it oh yeah yeah like so chris 
takes a little bit of time. Chris goes, leaves the function that they're at. Abby is talking to uh, one of Chris's friends, and Chris's friend is this like beautiful queer person. Oh, uh, like I don't know, pro- I don't know the pronouns, but like I believe, yeah. So beautiful yeah, queer I'm, person, I'm, and yeah, I'm gonna and, assume that they and them, yeah. So, so this this beautiful queer person says to Abby as they're talking, like, "Look, Chris is fucked up too. Everybody's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Girl, that's your problem. It's not a competition." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like this beautiful moment. Then we get into the last episode. Uh, it's the last almond. The whole thing has been building up to 180 almonds, and. Abby, I, I don't remember if she actually stated that it was basically going to be the end of her life if she can't figure herself out in these 180 almonds, an almond a day. Uh, but, yeah, she did. She yeah. Told, yeah, she told Chris that. Yep. And so now she's on her last almond, so she throws it away. So she's trying to figure herself out uh, as far as like how to, whether to move forward or not. She gets a call from Julia Sweeney to come to, uh, what, what is that, like the america what uh anyway this american life um so she's there she's coming to the back julia sweeney comes out dressed as pat jesus julia sweeney says like talking about like taking back pat and it's like what the hell are you talking about that's Ugh. not it's us. such a it's such a sin savior complex thing mm-hmm <laughs> and we see that, and we see that Julia is in fact like a straight woman because she's married to Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> which what? <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah, so we see that in the show, <laughs> and she says uh, we're making it clear that Pat has evolved. Pat is no longer oblivious to other people's discomfort, and I loved that line because it's very clear at that moment that julia sweeney is not is so oblivious to other people's discomfort yeah. and it's just like yeah fuck yeah so abby tells her to go fuck herself not in those words but in that intention uh goes away is i, I forget how chris showed up oh chris showed up as well uh because of the the function that was going on that night and the two of them get into it for a moment and Abby is just building up frustration and uh, as Chris leaves Abby shouts his dead name yeah and again we as an audience don't hear it we just see that her mouth has been uh, distorted and the and it's bleeped and she says uh, something to the degree of I wanted you to feel the pain that I'm feeling yeah all the time or over this i forget these specifics and i think think it was like i want you to hurt the way i'm uh, hurting or something like that yes i want you to hurt the way i'm hurting yeah and that like because and chris ah like all the 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 moments just sort of ran together because it was just so Um, yeah well done and so like i was so absorbed by it that like chris essentially says like just read the fucking note abby just read the note and that's not like because that's so like god like fuck you i don't know that's it's, all i have to say <laughs> it, it is, it's so it's such a rough scene it's hard to even like think about it like i'm tearing up just kind of thinking about it like how would i even react to have someone that you've given time to even you know and 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 even if it wasn't a very long relationship with a relationship that you cared about and you saw it going somewhere and to have them to know that for the rest, if you were to get back together with this person, anytime you upset them, 
they are going to, they have the ability within them to take your, your most sensitive thing and throw it at you. Um, and I don't know if I would be able to forgive that. Um, I understand. I listen, I am hot tempered. I have said shit that has been very, very mean. Um, I'm getting better and I'm growing and, you know, um, you know, I actually, one of my notes within for today's podcast was like, I'm ashamed to acknowledge that I very much enjoyed Pat when I was a kid. I, you know, I, I think it's bonkers the things that I liked when I was a kid and growing up in high school, uh, based on who I am today. You know, so like I will acknowledge that I have said some hurtful freaking things to people that I'm not proud of. Um, but you know, uh, that was you know I I haven't done that in a decade, and the fact that Abby's character, you know, I'm gonna assume has about a decade on me. Uh, to be an adult, to understand how pain works, to understand how hurt works, and to still take that and throw it at someone is, it, it, it really makes you go from, while understanding the character, go from loving to hating that character real quick. Um, so I, I am excited to see how season yeah. two turns out because, you know, to me the only, you know, it, it's how do you even, how do you even move on in a relationship? Uh, with something like that having happened, regardless of it being, you know, Chris's dead name or something, or someone being, you know, you know, heavy and calling them fat, or someone being learning disabled and calling them stupid, or whatever that that one thing is that will will pain us, and then to have that thrown at you from someone that you love is just brutal. It's brutal. Yeah. No. And and. Yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens it, it, season two. I'm kind of. Uh, yeah. I'm intrigued. They, uh, it was just a bunch of stories, I think, in 2016, and then it got picked up uh, uh, at Sundance when they decided to make uh, the pilot episode. Uh, so they have to uh, definitely keep this momentum going. Yeah. Well, I know, like, even just the, the act of calling someone by their dead name showed how little Abby fully understands what that is and does like yes we hear in the beginning chris doesn't want to know doesn't want to talk about his past etc etc but like and you know there's there's a lot of pain associated with a dead name that some people like i i feel like people have varying degrees of whether they uh care or not about their dead name but for it's it's just to be understood that like there's a reason that we don't go by that name anymore and to not respect the what goes into uh calling someone that is just so abhorrent it's just i don't don't know if i necessarily agree with the idea that she doesn't understand how i know like no one you know no one can understand unless you are trans to the degree but i think i think she knew and that's why she did it see i think she she knew that that it would hurt i think she knew it would be painful but i feel like if you do that shit especially on purpose you you can't know you can't fully understand well maybe you're just a, I, I well, maybe, well maybe you're just a better person than most and they and you wouldn't do it see and that's <laughs> but that's that's what i mean though that's what i mean though is like she doesn't know just why how or to the extent that that is actually painful like she knows that it causes pain she knows that it causes yeah. a lot of pain yeah. but she doesn't get that and that's why it's like no 
fuck you. Yeah, fuck like, you. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. yeah. yeah so, crazy. oh. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely I definitely want to keep watching. I definitely want to see more. I definitely want to see another season of this because it's complicated and just because a character is uh doing bad things doesn't mean like I mean there are entire shows based on this. This is why Seinfeld existed. This is why Breaking Bad was a thing. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. this is this is queer breaking bad. <laughs> <laughs> Season two is gonna be crazy with that idea. It's just gonna be lots of meth. Uh <laughs> Almonds, meth, and trans people. Uh, you find, no. out, you find <laughs> out Chris, Chris's dead name is Methhead. Coach <laughs> <laughs> Walter, his dead, his dead name Boom. is Walter White. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Uh. <laughs> Huh, I can't. I. I mean, I would watch that. Uh, anyway. <laughs> no, I totally would. No, but I. I also well, because I. I grew up watching Pat as well, and I was like, honestly, this was one of the like. I. I. We've stated this on the podcast many times. The. The various people that have taught me that I am queer have been a very weird and bad group of people. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's uh, Gold Dust from WWE. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, God. Uh, I can't remember her name, but the character, the trans character from Mixed Nuts. Oh my god. Pat. <laughs> and I'm trying to think, I know that there's at least like one more or another that we've stated on the podcast, but there's like three or four that it's just like, this is, these are not people that like, it's not like I was looking at like history and being like, oh, these wonderful people. Like, <laughs> it's like, no, it's not the amazing queer people that have come before me. It's these shitty representations <laughs> of queer people in the media that have taught me, oh, I'm something, but this is bad and it's a thing to be made fun of. Okay, sure. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Having Pat as one of your, as, as the one it's on your not list good. is bad. It's not, it's not, not good. good. <sighs> okay. So let's talk about let's start wrapping it up uh what do we think of it uh the two questions we always ask at the end of this podcast was it enjoyable and was it transphobic uh i think we already answered this but let's go ahead and answer it first uh was it enjoyable yeah um uh, yeah 100 percent enjoyable looking forward to rewatching it actually yeah no me me too uh again it's a complicated watch it's a thing that you should look into before you get too far into it but it's uh wow yeah no i i absolutely love it and i feel like it's uh, a good uh thing to hold up to as far as like really good queer good queer <laughs> representation yeah <laughs> um, yeah definitely yeah it's nice to also not have the trans guy be the 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 messed up one yeah it's like he's the, he's the normal he's just, he's he's just chilling just chilling i loved it i loved it yeah. yeah and you know chris has his problems too as stated but yeah. at the same time like yeah like we're we're not seeing them chris isn't the the the, the one that is having the major crises it's just yeah chris is chill chris is there chris is doing his thing yeah cool so was it transphobic i mean i guess it's it's kind of how how do you look at Transphobic, like I want to say, you know, it's not, but also like there's these transphobic moments that happen that are purposeful for a learning. You know, for me, I think it's like a learning reason. You know, it's kind of showing the audience learning. You know, audience is learning with Abby. Um, so no, it's not transphobic. You know, even though in in it's scripted to be at times. Yeah, I think I think when a piece uses transphobia. Uh, in a way that isn't exploitative. Yeah. It's not necessarily that the piece is transphobic, but yeah, it shows and it flips and it it really like creates a whole new dimension of understanding a lot of 
trans issues by utilizing it so it's so you can't necessarily say like oh the piece is transphobic because there's transphobic stuff being shown and it's like yeah but it's not doing it to exploit it's doing it uh as a way that's like very real but not uh furthering the oppression of trans folk so (laughs) i say i say no it is not transphobic but yeah look into the elements that they explore uh just to make sure that you're ready for it yeah definitely Awesome. All right. Anything that we didn't get to talk about that you absolutely want to talk about? No, I think, uh, I mean, like, yes, because there's so many things in every episode, but yeah, <laughs> but not not a tidbit. Like, we need another hour or two, so <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. Awesome. It's a lot. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Uh, great. So uh, tell people, uh, what, are you, what are you promoting these days? How can people find you if you want them to? Uh, well, right now, um, I am actually starting to distribute queer content because uh, I think that I'm I can be very good at that. <laughs> uh, so, so and I guess. I'm, so I'm doing my I'm doing my uh, kind of self distributing thing right now uh, of some of my films, uh, most particularly uh, Neon Boys right now. Uh, but you can really watch almost all my films if you go to tlavideo.com and just type in AJ Mattioli and. Uh, they have a bunch of my stuff, and they are gay-owned and operated, so it's money within the community, which is always important. Very awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, for for us over here, obviously, bit.ly slash isittransphobic. You can also find us on Twitter at isittransphobic. Feel free to join our Patreon, patreon.com slash isittransphobic. I'm terrible at updating the Patreon. It has not been updated, but boy, <laughs> do I really appreciate everything that you do, and I do take a look every now and again when I'm able to. <laughs> uh it it really it really does help it's uh it's a small little thing but again like just every little bit helps uh so that we can keep doing these episodes and yeah awesome uh so yeah so oh and if you are looking for uh, a really interesting queer pro wrestling show the parsnip ship just released the last ring which is a play that i wrote all about a trans japanese pro wrestler in a totally not wwe environment (laughs) Uh, and oh yeah no it's it's honestly it's one of my favorite plays i've never been able to stage it just because it's so complicated but i really want to some point um yeah so those are the things that you can do uh great so thank you all so much for listening go check out work in progress it is on showtime uh it's it's totally worth it honestly all right thank you guys so much thank you so much for listening ashley as always thank you for having me on absolutely is it transphobic was produced edited and coordinated by ashley lauren rogers the is it transphobic logo was created by phoenix sweeney and you can see more of their work at tinylionroars.github.io the original music you heard was all created by Vivian Aladrin, who you can find on Bandcamp at vivianaladrin.bandcamp.com.